In this gospel passage, Jesus is very clearly talking about a specific seed, the mustard seed. And he says that it is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. And so some people have tried to uh, explain that away or whatever. It's a, it's a complicated thing, perhaps, because a mustard seed is not the smallest seed on the face of the earth, nor, nor does it grow into the largest of trees or largest of bushes where the birds of the sky can come and rest its nest. But I think the reason Jesus uses that image is it's the smallest seed they may have been aware of at the time. Uh, if it's much smaller, then it might be easily missed or, or it wasn't cultivated anyway, but mustard was. Other, th- other seeds weren't cultivated. But if you want to imagine today the, the uh, cottonwood seed, perhaps, because most of us are familiar with that, how that cottonwood seed is planted and it grows and grows and grows and, and becomes uh, one of the largest of the trees, especially in this area, and how it then produces, probably through its lifetime, billions maybe of, of other seeds. Thank God not all plant, uh, are, all are rooted or whatever, because that would be, we'd be overcome by poplars uh, after a while. But there is something mysterious that Jesus is pointing towards in in this gospel passage, that the kingdom of God begins a very, very small, sometimes subtle, sometimes easily overlooked, easily missed ways. Sometimes that kingdom of God needs our attention, but most of the time, like the seed planted in the ground, once God plants it, it just needs time to grow. And... When it is grown, then the harvest comes. There's something for us to ponder here. Most of us know uh, we've had some experience with planting seeds, even if it's as simple as in first, second, third grade before Mother's Day, planting the the little seed in a little soil in the milk uh, carton and taking it home to mom. Most of us have some experience of that And that's how God wants to work in our lives, in very small, little, subtle ways. And when we allow him to, it bears fruit. It might not be the largest of trees, of course. It might not be the most beautiful of plants, but it bears fruit. It will do what it's supposed to do because God is faithful and the seed is trustworthy, the seed being the word of God. And... If we've cooperated, it will be nice. It will be what it's supposed to be. But it also means we allow that seed in a a real way to rot in us, for lack of a better word, that the seed has to die to itself. And Jesus Christ, of course, is that seed that dies to himself in the Paschal Mystery. We hear that in uh, the, the Gospel of John has uh, the, the seed, uh, the grain of wheat, unless it dies, it remains just a grain of wheat, but if it does, then it produces much fruit. See, uh, the uh, letter to the Hebrews today tells us that we've, well, to the, uh, to the uh, readers, you endured a great contest of suffering, that that is how the kingdom of God sometimes grows in us, too. That That seed causes suffering. It causes us to be separated from the world. It causes us to have conflict, perhaps. But the conflict is one of the kingdom of God taking root 
not in uh, being lost or forsaken. This day, whether we're allowing that, uh, enjoying the fruits of that plant, whatever, whatever the kingdom of God planted in us is producing this day, or whether we're in that process of allowing it to take root and knowing that, that as it, it stretches out its tendrils, it causes pain, it causes suffering, no matter what it is, to know that the Lord is with it, with us. And may we allow that seed then to grow in us and that others will receive its fruit as well.